This is the EPLOG audio experience. Hello and welcome to Voice of Achievers, a weekly podcast that dives deep into situations that shape the learning curve of experienced individuals. My name is Yashika and I curate the stories of passionate individuals who dared odds to walk a tough road. Simple people like you and I. They tried, they failed, but they continued working hard and managed to stay afloat even during hard times. So what is that one thing that changed their lives completely? What motivates them? What did they learn from their failures? Let's get into their world and explore their journey. What if moving freely and fluidly could enhance creativity and positive thought? What is creative movement of the body after all? And how does it help the mind and the body? Our guest, Ms. Preeti Sundarajan, is an accomplished creative movement expert, dancer, educator, and entrepreneur. Her performing career spans over three decades and she has performed across India, the USA, UK, and Australia. She's classically trained in Bharatnatyam, contemporary dance, chow, folk theater, Kalari Payatu, and is also a yoga practitioner. He became an entrepreneur in 2006 understood the deeper meaning of performing arts and its impact on child development and saw the need for an effective creative movement in education, which led to the successful launch of a structured curriculum called Body Talk. Preeti joined Fit Kids in 2014 as CEO of GATE, Grooming Artistic Innovation and Talent. He has been successful in creating, developing and establishing GATE as the largest and first ever creative movement in education program across schools in India. Welcome to the show, Preeti. Hi, Ashika. Thank you. You took up performing arts as your career in 2004, turned an entrepreneur by forming a dance company. Mm -hmm. What was it like to select a career like this? Were there stigmas associated with you turning full-time performing artist? Yeah, so even though I have danced from when I was a little child, and we've performed extensively. I never thought that dance could actually be my career, especially because at the time we were studying, it was the boom of computer science and electronic engineering. For some reason, I never thought that I would have an artistic career. So I kind of did the usual, tried to join a company until I auditioned for a London-based dance company. And then when I went there, it opened up a lot more possibilities for me in terms of what one could do with performing arts. How can you make it a full-time career? How can you look at performing arts in education? That was really an eye-opener. And uh, when I came back, I decided I will take the risk of starting my own dance company because I knew I didn't want to do just Bharatnatyam. I wanted to do something different. So that is how I started my dance company. And we started re-looking at the form and how we could perform it to connect with younger audiences. That's how I launched Shiri Dance Company. And while we were creating a neoclassical performances, 
I felt that in order to have a sustainable career in the performing arts, you mm-hmm. need to either teach or you need to do something else with it because just dancing and performing, you cannot make a career out of it. And also by then I just had my first child and I felt that I was looking at him move and it was very interesting and I was wondering how I could use the performing arts. I felt that was more exciting than the end product itself. And I felt a lot of skills could be developed by just knowing this process uh, and especially applicable for any one of us, you know, irrespective of talent, whether you like dancing or not. I quickly kind of went deep into it. I started researching a lot, did a lot of workshops across the city, designed this um, module called Body Talk. We started recording all the outcomes of the workshops on how children were reacting, how was it impacting them. And then I figured that this is something that had a lot of potential and would add true meaning from the sense of helping the child develop their personality. So you're really using the performing arts, but at a much more deeper level and you're going to be impacting the way uh, children can potentially think as adults. You said you went to London and understand performing arts and then came back to India. Do you think the difference in the perception of how the performing arts has been viewed there and how it's viewed here? And do you think that the perception has evolved ever since you have been in the business? Because it has been more than a decade now. Yes. So, well, in the West and especially in London, because it's so eclectic and it's really a culture pot and there's a lot happening culturally there. So I think people are extremely open to experimenting and the Arts Council itself funds good projects. So artists can sustain themselves there and you join a company, you get paid a salary and you're there working nine to five like anyone else in say banking or anywhere else. The system works there. Unfortunately, here in India, it's pretty much what you can do for yourself on your own. So there is not sustained funding. There is no structured approach to funding. There are different uh, organizations that give you grants, but it's not as easy as it is in the West. So I think sustaining oneself in the performing arts becomes the challenge here more than anything else. It's not like we don't have enough exposure or we don't have enough artists. But just the fact that you can't sustain yourself keeps them all away from taking this as a career. So I think here in India, what becomes very important is that you need to find a creative way of using your performing arts in different areas like some are into corporate training now. So you have to be able to find your path in the performing arts apart from just performance alone. Finding your feet literally. Yes, yeah. You (laughs) have to really create your own career. So when I started Body Talk, I know many people are working and doing creative movement, but I don't know how many are able to structure it and scale it. So that's where the challenge lies. And that was a challenge for me as well. So I signed up for a course for this Indian School of Business along with Goldman Sachs. They run the 10,000. They're doing a program for trying to reach 10,000 women entrepreneurs across the world. So I had applied for it. And I think I was the only artist in that group of uh, women. We were uh, one of the first few batches. 
and uh, when i did that course that kind of helped me understand but how do i standardize it how do i scale it how do i operationally run it across the country these are skills i don't have these are skills i kind of started working on from there on and thanks to the course it helped me look at finance look at operations learn about these things so i think one as an artist it is important that you spend enough time to learn the craft well and luckily for me i started very early so it gave me a jump start and i felt now it was important for me to get the other skills of management that i didn't have and uh, putting both together has helped me in this current organization fitkits and even with body talk it kind of put things into perspective because you don't just do something creative and you're extremely you become very attached to it and you think that's the best thing because i've put in all my passion and i've created this so it has to be the best it's very hard for you to detach yourself and look at it and be very critical about it but uh, i think i kind of learned how to do that and mm. hence was able to streamline structure and so i think that's the missing gap going back to our first question as well sure so do you think that the society has evolved and has become a little more embracing uh, towards artists now oh yes of course like if i'm doing a show from my company and if i need a group of dancers i get such good dancers and they're all young extremely willing to experiment unlike when i was learning and they're all busy my only concern is that while they do all this at a young age you have several performances what happens when you're 30 35 what is the career path you're going to take because of course the best part of classical dance is as you grow older it ages with you so most very fine artists are lovely to watch because now they have the experience of life which they can kind of use in their classical dance performances and that becomes so much more interesting for an audience to watch but otherwise you have to find other ways of sustaining yourself because then you get frustrated if you can't find that i know artists my contemporaries who've just been performing and now they're at a stage in their life where they're worried about their healthcare they're worried about not having their own place to stay because they haven't saved enough these are issues that i am concerned like artists thinking about these things you also spoke about skills to be developed in children mm. through body talk the initiative that you had started right. tell us about the relationship between creative movement and learning yeah okay so when i started looking at the process of creation so one uh, you need to be imaginative you need to be able to visualize you need to be able to coordinate your body you need to have some sense of rhythm and you have to be able to express yourself using your body so i felt these are skills that one needs anyways and i said if children can have these skills if they are able to express an idea freely through their body would be really great because you're making that connection between the mind and body for them so i thought that would be far more useful in the school setup rather than teaching them dance in the primary years because dance again becomes another form of imitation right what kind of skill are you helping the child develop apart from sort of discipline maybe a physical coordination which even sport can give you so that was a question i asked and i felt now what if i use this for them to express themselves i give them an activity 
and all the kids are they are expressing it in the way they want to express so you have 20 children in a class each one doing something different and i felt that was fantastic because in the indian setup you are able to create that atmosphere in the class for children to express themselves freely that's why i felt that focusing on developing these thinking skills for children becomes far more important and that's how i started working on the curriculum and uh, the other part you can also express your ideas using art or your voice right but i felt the body is far more important because if you're a shy child you will notice that shy children will not do funny things with your body they will not try to move in many different ways they are very restricted in their movements and uh, mm. when you give them that opportunity without judging them and they start experimenting so for example if you tell them to move from one place to another without using their legs so they wonder then they kind of try rolling then i say okay now another way if i tell them to come up with 15 ways so then then they move their back they move sideways they move with one leg up one leg you know one hand up they're trying different things so they're kind of taking a risk with their body and they unconsciously they're breaking certain bonds in their body which will even open their mind eventually because what you do with the body is very important and has a lot of effect on your brain development and the way you think the way you feel so that brings me to the next question which you have partly answered that how is creative movement then different from dance yeah what we do in creative movement is that we use the tools of dance like body space rhythm expression but i use it in a method that i'm not teaching them so for example i like i told you this activity of moving from one place to another right i'm trying to get you to become more aware of your body but i want you mm. to do it in in your own way uh, whether it's rhythm so if we talk about rhythm we teach them the basics of rhythm which is speed and that rhythm is a pattern that gets repeated uh, then that's when it sounds rhythmic so the understanding for the child is not just like when you typically ask someone what is rhythm they will say something that i listen in music or it's their music it is beats of the drum instrument so they're not making a connection to it it is outside of them so so they've understood beat and then i tell them move your hand in high level in fast speed move your back low level slow speed so you see that each one is experimenting with speed in their own way then i tell them create patterns with your body when i say patterns that you hear around you so that could be the train that could be traffic that could be heartbeat it could be anything right so i give them different situations so for example by grade 4 um, one of the objectives is to help children uh, be able to have the skill of abstract thinking so now um, i give them a situation like an emergency room and i say why don't you all put together the sounds that you hear in the emergency room and you can't act it so it's just the sounds and you do it like a symphony so each one comes up with their own thing and there's been children who say uh, you know they make the sound like tick tick and they say that's the sound of the drip the footsteps or the breathing mm. so now they see that rhythm is something that it's not alien to them it's something that's around them and the research behind this is why it is important as a skill to have rhythmic comprehension is because one has to be able to fall into rhythm especially children into the rhythm of the place 
most often when children are unable to do that they get distressed they get anxious so you won't be walking on the road like you're strolling on the beach right you're a little more alert when you're walking on the road so your body language hmm. is different your speed is very different so every situation you fall into the rhythm of the place so for adults isn't it every I mean, all of us all of us so these activities really help the child start regulating themselves on their own versus saying come on stand in a corner you're constantly banging so thanks to this area that i've got into it's just so vast so then it goes into brain what is happening in the brain and then you understand that the part of the brain that enhances learning capacities is the same part that stimulates movement so the more movement you do at an early age will stimulate your learning capacities like reading writing and math so it's very interesting to see how everything is correlated you know and that's why it becomes a lot more important for children to use movement to express themselves to understand how their body is when i'm sad when i'm angry what is happening to my body and we have this exercise where we say only your hands are angry only your legs are sad so suddenly your legs become wobbly and they are weak and they lose so bringing awareness to different parts of their body and they're also understanding so if i feel sad this is what could happen to my body you know i'm just becoming a lot more aware because tomorrow when when you are going through an emotion your body is giving you the signs already when for example you're anxious maybe you start sweating so you you understand okay i'm anxious rather than saying i don't know what's happening to my body you know so many times we as adults are so detached from our body that we don't listen to the signs and i think creative movement will help you bring awareness to your own body and your own self and stay uh, connected to it which is very important especially today like you rightly mentioned especially today since it's very easy to get anxious mm. to get worried to get sad mm. and not all people may be comfortable with dance right. would you be give us one way mm. in which both young and adults mm. may be able to use creative movement in their regular lives mm. to quickly rewire their brain and refocus it to bring positive thoughts okay now as a dull i feel you're more addressing issues that have happened in the past you're anxious because of something that you think about so there is a lot of baggage that we carry as adults what i always like to do for my own self is when i'm anxious i always like to stop and listen to my body just give myself that time to feel sad when i get really upset i try and not react maybe i step away or i try to do a physical activity that helps me a lot i feel the more i work with my body i feel a lot better emotionally and uh, physically and i think that's very important to stay connected with your body that's what i would recommend for adults but children don't have the baggage that we have so it's very important for them to let them enjoy themselves however we have our own fears and anxieties as adults that we pass on to our children and so i think that's one thing that the adult should stay away uh, when the child is experimenting or trying to create and not put their ideas into the ch- child's head the children are very aware we need to let them be you've been in the creative and the performing arts business as an entrepreneur as well yeah. and in a simple and in a profitable business at that right. 
unchanged that you feel you'd like to see in this space one thing i felt when i started gate like in a in a much larger scale what i find in that space is that they don't think they need this so i feel somehow i'm far ahead in terms of the <laughs> product that i have i just feel that people in the education industry the system in itself is so rigid and and yes. there is so much to cover that they could not be bothered about the other skills that the child may need yes most mm. schools now are changing and they are thinking about skills that one needs to get a job for example because we interview so many people and not once do i look at uh, what they have studied unless it's a very technical field you really don't look at whether they've they're an engineer do they have double graduation are they masters you're not looking at that so what impresses you is how they come across how are they able to think how are they able to structure their thoughts and share it with you are they able to be logical are they is there the right attitude to learn are they able to communicate and connect with you are they are they able to talk about different things are they well read these are the things that i look for and uh, i think somewhere unfortunately children who do extremely well in academic i may not be able to employ them you know so there's such a big gap i feel between what the market is looking for in terms of jobs and what we're uh, giving children in terms of education at the school level so i feel that disparity is too big and that's something that we really need to deeply think and relook at because one is you come out of school not knowing how to manage finance you know at a very basic level you've learned mm. math but you don't know how to manage money you learned science and you've learned physics chemistry and biology but you don't know how to repair your cycle played sport but you don't know how to climb a tree i mean my own son my oldest son in 8th 9th grade his understanding of geography is so skewed so i'm just wondering like he opens his tap does he know where his water is coming from you know we have evs but do we know so there is a huge gap in mm. terms of knowing or being knowledgeable and having a wisdom to know where to apply this knowledge and that's so unfortunate and that's what happened to me as well because i did my bsc in math statistics economics whatever and i did it because mm. i needed a degree and uh, i quickly realized that no course will teach me what i want and i have to learn it all myself and unfortunately it still remains pretty much the same there is no silver lining unfortunately you need a certain mark to get into a certain college so that is the problem that's where we are too focused on marks and that's the biggest problem but if parents are far more aware if educators are far more aware then we can introduce a lot more of these theater movement exposing them to as much theater as much physical activity these kind of avenues which allow the child to develop their creative skills because creative thinking ultimately actually can be developed as a skill like you teach someone hand eye coordination you can teach them actually help them develop their creative thinking so i think it rests with how aware the parents are and they can make a huge difference to the way children will think before we leave you and let you go mm. uh, i'd like to ask what does achievement mean to you 
I think when I look back at all that I have done, whether it's with my dance in education, work in the social impact, you know, in environment and women's groups. And when I look at all that, I feel satisfied that I've been able to use all of these and bring it into my current work. And then when I hear about my trainers, then telling me, you know, this child used to be like this and now she's um, she's extremely confident she feels a lot more confident she's expressing herself a lot better her parents have found a lot of difference i feel that impact and when you hear these stories you just feel like gosh like you have made a difference somewhere because we have now around 35000 children doing gate across india and i feel that somewhere i'm making an impact on the way they are thinking and hopefully as adults they will be a bit different because what you do in your early years kind of impact so i i won't say it's an achievement but i feel uh, somewhat satisfied but i also know that this field opens a lot of doors so now i'm really looking at children with learning difficulties and i'm like doing a lot of work on what is happening with the brain how is nutrition physiology physical interventions going to affect children and how we need to be aware of these things so now i've started reading meeting a lot of people and doing a lot more research in that area now i know so every time you go deeper into it another door opens so you don't yes. really feel you've achieved so yeah i feel i think satisfied that okay i'm kind of not lost the plot <laughs> but it's you're getting yeah there. i'm getting there and i think that's the wonderful part like it's a constant learning and i can constantly keep creating and as long as i can keep doing that i'm happy so please keep creating yeah. and keep inspiring yeah. us thank you so much thank you for being yeah thank you yashika it was really nice speaking with you and yeah thank you, yeah. Thank you. thank you for listening if you like this podcast don't forget to subscribe to voice of achievers and share the link with your friends tune in for brand new episodes every sunday at 11 am stay updated and stay connected by following us on instagram at voice of achievers you may also send us guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover with our guests by writing to us send out an email to editor at voiceofachievers.com with your name followed by your suggestion trust me we are listening and we cannot wait to share more such voices to empower you Thank you.